Welcome back, guys, to yet another cracking installment of the Matt Brown Show. Today, I want to talk to you about raising money and the do's and don'ts that are important for you to know before you jump into any kind of capital raise whatsoever. The reason I want to record this video is because I was chatting to a friend of mine on Facebook and he was saying, thank God I saw your video. We were going to raise money and now I've decided not to. So I thought I would double down on you know, what I've learned over the last 20 years of raising money in various shapes and forms and kind of what I've learned in the process. So I'm going to start with when do you not raise money? Now, the first thing uh, when it comes to raising money of any kind is do not raise money when you are desperate. If you raise money when you are desperate, only uh, bad things will happen because Typically, when you are desperate, you make bad decisions. You just rush into things without thinking things through. And this will always lead to some kind of negative consequence. The second part of the story is, you know, don't raise money when you do not have a customer. If you do not have a customer, you do not have a business. It's way too risky to raise money before you even have a customer. And the point of having a customer is to validate your business model, right? Can your business make money? Otherwise, what's the point in raising money for it at all, right? It's stupid. Um, so it's very risky to raise money if you don't have a customer. Rather wait, get a customer first and then look to raise money and I'll explain when you should uh, and the reasons why. So the next thing here is do not raise money when you are not clear on what your returns are going to be. So for instance, if you borrow $100,000, what's your expected return going to be? Is it $300,000, million, $500,000? Is it 5X, 3X, 2X, 8X? What's the return going to be? In many cases, what happens is because you're desperate, you need to raise money for some reason that you think you need to raise money for, um, and you rush into the deal, you sign the pen on paper, you get the money, and in this, throughout this entire process, you're not actually clear on what your returns are going to be. And this is so important, right? If you're going to borrow money, what is the return going to be in actual currency? Not in brand, not in all the unquantifiable benefits, but what is the quantifiable return for you borrowing money at all? The other big mistake is borrowing money when you think you need to hire people, especially senior people. Okay, so you want a senior developer, right? You need a CTO because you're not a technical person or you're not a technical brain. So what you want to do is you want to borrow $100,000 to pay for the salary of your senior developer. Bad idea. Don't raise money when you need to hire people. Just don't do it. Rather wait and take the time to either sell and commercialize it yourself, potentially even outsource it to a third-party development team. But it at least you're getting a far greater return for your investment. Don't just put debt into people. That's stupid because people are either making you money or they're costing you money, but they, they can't be doing both either one or the other in most of the most of the time. So um, what you should consider though is if you are going to build technology is to build it yourself and then raise money. And the way that you can do that is through something called sweat equity. So sweat equity I love because essentially it's zero cost. I'm getting $100,000 worth of development services with no money down. So what you can also do is take the sweat equity amount, let's just say it's $100,000 and bake it into a fiscal cliff, meaning that on the delivery of certain milestones or when the product is delivered then and only then do you get a share of equity but that can be leveraged either from like 20% down to 10% or less depending on how long they take to deliver 
or depending on the scope of work that this uh, person or people are going to put into your business on a sweat basis. But from your perspective, it's zero cost. I want all the return for no money down. And that's smart. So those are some of the reasons when not to raise money. So when should you raise money? So you should raise money when you're going after an opportunity. So there are two types of opportunities. There's short-term opportunities and long-term opportunities. So I'm going to start with short-term opportunities. So short-term opportunities is where, let's just say you are, um, you have a thousand customers and you want to get to 10,000 customers. Okay. That is a short-term opportunity that you are going after. It's a very clear opportunity. And another reason why I love this is because you're borrowing money specifically to grow. You already have product market fit and you're looking to scale, for instance, and you just want more customers, but you don't have the sufficient working capital to do it yourself and you want to shorten the time uh, to value, in other words, to valuation of your business. Meaning if you go from 1,000 subscribers to 10,000 subscribers, what would the value of your business be? Right, So if it goes from $1 million to $10 million and you're only borrowing a $1 million, then you're getting a 9x return. Right, So that's what I mean by a short-term opportunity. It's a, the context is very focused and very clear. Long-term opportunities are where you are essentially raising money. Typically, this is where you're looking at venture capital or some form of angel, um, and you're borrowing money to go after a long-term opportunity. So now this is where you're essentially taking on partners. This comes with typically more cost and more terms. So when you are doing equity finance for long-term opportunities, it also means in most cases that you're taking on a partner. So in some cases, this means that you're not actually free to make decisions because every time you want to spend X percent of the money that you've raised, you actually need to talk to your partner to get permission. And so you need to be very careful around the terms associated with this type of deal. So in the short-term game, it's it's basically you know less cost, less terms because it's very clear around what you want the money for. But a long-term uh, play where you're essentially taking on investors for the long-term future cash flow story, um, and in that case, there's more terms uh, associated with uh, with it, and obviously more cost as well. So typically, what happens is you may give away 10% in your first capital raise. 20% in your second capital raise and then you know 25% or 30% in your third capital raise and as your share equity is diluting you're raising more money and so eventually you're a minority shareholder not a majority so these are long term uh, capital uh, opportunities both are good but be careful around which opportunity you are going after my preference short term i want to go from a or 1 to 10 with this amount of money very quickly the other big reason uh, to raise money is when you want to bridge a financial cliff. So at some point in your business, you will run into cash flow problems. It's an inevitability. It's a guarantee. Um, and so you may need to fund finance. You may have to fund an invoice. And the reason what's driving this uh, financial cliff typically is uh, what's called a negative cash flow cycle. So a negative cash flow cycle means when you have a client or customer that has 90-day payment terms. So you have to float the, the gap between when you get the money and when you and when you issue the invoice. So I have no idea on what planet 90-day payment terms make sense anymore in this world. When a corporate's dealing with a small business, it should just be 30 days, period. It should be a mandate and a government-issued uh, policy. Um, these days of small businesses floating the cash to wait for their payment is bullshit, especially when you're dealing with the corporates. And corporates need to wake the fuck up and start to actually you know, help small businesses grow, especially um, not only by giving them business, but giving them terms 
that work. Not 90 days, not 120 days. It's ridiculous. Small businesses need money now. And so if you, let's just say, have a 90-day, you're getting $100,000 in 90 days, right? In those 90 days, where's the rest of the cash coming from? So you may invoice in month one, but you're only getting the money in month three. And so it's a negative cash flow cycle. And if you, if you compound this over and over and over again, you wind up in a situation where the business has serious cash flow problems. And, means, and that means that you need to take on debt. So let's talk about taking on debt. Alternative lenders are great um, because essentially what you're doing is you're procuring interest or debt, uh, interest-based debt, right? Um, and so that's far more preferable to say equity-based finance, which is the most expensive form of finance, meaning I'm giving you shares in exchange for capital. And so if that business appreciates in value from 20% of equity can be worth a lot of money uh, over a period of time. So in the short term, what you want to do is look for an alternative lender where you can do interest-based uh, lending. And so there's a couple of terms here that you want to look for. The first one is payback frequency. So you want to choose lenders because they will all lend you money, to, especially if you have six to 10 debtors on your debtors book or you're turning over a million dollars a year. There'll be lots of lenders that can lend you money. But the terms associated with, uh, let's just say, a loan of $100,000 may be very different. So as an example, if you wanted to lend $100,000, what's more preferable? Lender A, who wants you to pay back you know, $10,000 every week? Or do you want lender B, who wants you to pay back $40,000 every month? What's more preferable? Well, the answer is lender B. Because the time it will take you to pay back the 40000 is going to take you a month at least. If you have a lender that's going, give me 10000 grand every uh, ten grand every week, you need to find the cash every week to pay back that lender. So you need to make sure that you have other income coming in, in the bank, not invoiced. Big difference uh, to, in order to settle your, your liabilities or your debt liabilities. So um, choose payback frequencies that are monthly, not weekly, and sometimes even quarterly is much better. Um, the other thing to say is that uh, there's no early settlement fees, right? That's a very big, important um, point here. So if you borrow $100,000 and it's over a course of a year um, and uh, you pay back, you know, let's just say all of it within the first three months, you shouldn't be forced to pay penalties on that early settlement fee. So be careful again of the terms and always speak to a lawyer to review your contracts. Don't sign anything. Even if you think you're a financial whiz kid, it's a bad idea. So these are just some of the things to consider guys if you are looking to raise money uh, of any kind. And just remember, equity finance is very expensive. It's the most expensive form of financing. Rather choose interest and debt-based financing and raising money is normal. Doesn't matter what your context is, at some point you will raise money. Every business carries debt. It's about how you service that debt and the terms associated with it that matter. So guys, if you'd like what I had to say, why don't you join the conversation? Let me know how are you raising money? What have you learned about uh, unsecured debt and the terms associated with that? And do you need to raise money? Let me know in the comments below and I'll see you in the next video. Hi there guys and thank you so much for checking out the Matt Brown Show. If you want more content like this, head on over to YouTube where you can catch my Million Dollar Principles channel and more interviews on the Matt Brown Show YouTube channel. Get weekly thought pieces and advice and so, so, so much more. And don't forget to like and subscribe for more Matt Brown Show episodes.
Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.